Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Dentley Show with Dr. James Dentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Dentley. Hello, welcome back. Hey, it's Friday. I'm here, you're here, and you know we don't think outside the box because in our world, well, <laughs> there is no box. Hey, look, I'm excited just to be back this week, and don't forget, next week we're going to be off getting ready for the holidays, so be safe every day, but on the 4th of July, I want you to have a lot of fun, eat a lot of food, and be safe, so if we can work that out, I'll be a very happy camper. Look, guys, I have the pleasure of introducing two incredible guests uh, to our show, uh, dear friends of mine, people that I just have a tremendous amount of respect for. They're doing some incredible things. It is Miss Rona Bennett. Rona Bennett is with the group in Vogue. Now, don't get me started dancing and doing the three steps I can remember. But look, she is absolutely incredible. But she goes also by the name is not only Miss R&B, but Coach row as well. She is not only a life coach and one of the top life strategists in this entire planet, entire planet, but she's out there and has a passion and a calling to really help people, you know, stop dreaming of living a better life, but just how to live life better. And then I have another dear friend of mine. Now, they've been going way, way back. This gentleman, Mr. Dale Gaboto. Now, Dale, uh, Dale and Rona both were members of the Musketeers. But he's a very accomplished act- actor. He's a humanitarian philanthropist. He's a great business person. He's the producer behind the new show, Emerge, that these two uh, phenomenal individuals have put together. And first and foremost, I want to dare welcome you to the show. And Rona. Thank hey. you. Hey. Thank awesome. you, man. Now, how's things going out there in sunny California? That's Rona, are you still there? Rona, are you oh. still in California? Say it again. Are you in California? I am. It is beautiful today, actually. Outstanding. I heard you're formerly from Chicago. Is that right? I am. I'm a Chi-Town girl. My folks are from Alabama, so I feel like a city girl by way of the South. City girl by way of the South. Okay. All right. That means you can still cook <laughs> and clean, but you also have to get ready and go out. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I don't want to slight anybody or create stereotypes. It's just they kind of cook better in the South, in my personal opinion. I don't have any data. That's all I got. But first of all, I want to welcome both of you guys to the show. I want to thank you so much because you all graced me to uh, host me on your show. And I have a lot to talk about to the point that I don't know if we can do it in one show in one hour, but I'm excited about it. So I'm not going to talk a lot. I want to open up a lot of, I want to ask you some questions and, and just go ahead and just take it because I want people to know about what you two are up to, but I got to start here because I'm a product of the Musketeers. I kind of grew up that way. You can tell by the gray. Um, how did you guys first meet and tell me about your experiences and how they have served you well through the years, starting in entertainment at a very young age. You got it, Rona. No, I'm trying to pat. I'm lobbing you to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dale, go ahead well, and take it. See, we got, we got a lot sure. of stuff wrong. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you got to go back to around 1990, I think mm-hmm. 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere in there. Uh, they had done a huge uh, uh, nationwide talent search. I think they saw somewhere around 60,000 kids around the country. And the all new Mickey Mouse Club had been on air for about three years prior, three seasons. And so they were bringing in a new bunch and a few were leaving. So they did a full on nationwide talent search. Rona was part of that, myself, uh, a few other people out there. And uh, we met for the first time 
here in Los Angeles at the callback audition camp. So we had like a three day audition camp and they weeded us down. So I think they ended up casting nine of us to join that season. And yeah, we worked together for really four seasons and we did a little USO tour uh, overseas, hit a couple of bases with an album we put out together uh, with the Mickey Mouse Club. We did a Target tour <laughs> with that album, uh, toured the United States with that and, uh, you know, created a whole lot of lifelong friends. Wow. Now, you know, I find this interesting. I'm trying to do the math in my head now because, like, no, you're like 50 and Rona's like 32. And that's like 31 <laughs> years ago. So how did, how, what were you doing? Just doing a cameo in a scroll, in a stroller or something like this? <laughs> thank, thank you so much, Jim. <laughs> well, well, you know what? The bottom line is that when, well, tell me about the experience, Rona, um, being at a younger, in younger age and just saying, okay, I'm on television. I'm following these, these icons that this iconic show. And now we got a, a relaunch of this show and now you're a part of it. But that, how did that kind of help you and serve you as you look at your life today? How did those experiences help you out where you can serve other people and help them break from the shells and live their best life? Hmm. Well, maybe a couple things bubble up to the surface. One is the level of discipline mm-hmm. uh, that was developed around that time. Our work ethic was pretty off the charts for a kid's show. <laughs> Uh, it structured us pretty well. I mean, we had to do on-location education. Uh, in between that, we would go to dance rehearsals and singing rehearsals and acting rehearsals. And even within that, we got media training, which I use to this day. Uh, that's one of the foundations that I stand on as far as being able to communicate myself, stay on brand. I mean, come on, we were working for Disney, right? So um, the structure that we got at a very early age provided a great developmental path for me moving forward. I would, I would venture to say for Dale and the rest of our castmates. Um, and then, like I said, the discipline. Uh, I just came from a very disciplined place. I got lucky with two parents that were thoroughbreds. And then to go into a situation like that set up a pretty good foundation for me. Outstanding. Well, since you started that path, how did you get into Now, they know you as Miss R&B. And of course, mm-hmm. you're with Vogue, one of the favorite famous, incredible groups of all time. Um, how did you branch from that? When did you branch into, of course, singing? You started there in Disney. But how did you branch from that and get involved in, in Vogue and singing? And what does that mean to you? What message do you want to communicate to the world uh, just through the gift you have in your voice? Oh, gosh, I hope I can condense this because it has not been some straightforward <laughs> right road. It's been windy. I've fallen off the, the track. I hit a proverbial wall in my career, you know, where I thought I wasn't even going to be an entertainer anymore. And that's really what birthed me as a coach. I mean, I always got the feedback that I had a knack for giving people advice. Um, But it wasn't until I hit a wall in my career did I go back in and say, okay, how did I get here? One, Uh, two, what choices have I been making that took me off track from the habits, right? That put me here. And then, um, I refused to be unhappy. So I was like, what else can I do that's going to bring me joy, keep me on purpose in life? And that made me revisit a dream that I had maybe 10 years prior to it happening of being a life coach. But when I left the Mouse Club, um, I decided to go where the big dogs play in Hollywood, right? And so I came out to Hollywood and um, jumped right into the pool. And that's where I had to do a lot of growing really fast. You know, I was coming from a kid's show into the adult world. I was going up for roles that were with other women. And I was like, whoa, 
<laughs> I got to do some growing here. So it's been quite a journey. Um, and to do it in this town where people say it can be pretty challenging, yeah. uh, that also provided me with maybe taking off some blinders that maybe you might have coming up in life. I had to uh, learn about some things pretty quickly. And now I get to share that in my coaching and beyond. Wow. You know, it just I always tell people you live life forward. You understand life backwards and it can serve you well. You, you mentioned three things uh, that really stuck out to me that you ran into the adversity, you hit the wall, and then you begin to ask yourself questions. You ask this computer some questions and acute computer response, and then you, you went back to a dream. So, and there's so many people in our, in our audience, uh, they're either entrepreneurs, a lot of people are thought leaders, or some people are in entertainment, but they all have this dream and this goal, and there's something they know inside of themselves that they bring to the world. When did you, did you always know there was something that you, there was more for you to do? I don't know if I always knew. I always, well, I'll say that I got lucky knowing what I wanted to do at a very early age. So that was entertainment. Mm-hmm. I got bitten by that bug probably at about eight years old, right? Okay. By 10 years old, my mom's having that famous conversation. What do you want to do when you grow up? And I'm like, I want to be a singer like Whitney Houston. And she's like, okay, cute. But what's your plan B? I think she literally <laughs> asked me, what is your plan B? And I'm like, I don't have a plan B. That's, that's it. Like, yeah. and so that's what made her take me seriously. But other than that, uh, I think that when I had that dream of becoming a coach, nothing was really pushing me to put structure behind it until I ran into a significant amount of adversity. And then because I pulled myself up, because I submerged myself in the growth aspect of it, I was able to help others while I was helping myself. And then it's just blossoming. Yeah, Yeah. that's beautiful. Once, twice, once, taught, twice, learn. I love that. I love it. Okay. Hey, Dale, now you and I spent a lot of time together and I want to now, you've got behind this project as a producer of uh, Emerge. Tell us a little bit about the show and uh, who's the audience, what message are you bringing, and what's the value that we all get from the show, besides me being on it, of course. <laughs> besides you? <laughs> I don't know that there's anything left, right? Uh, you know, particularly when uh, COVID hit, um, you know, I was looking for ways to be of service. Um, there was so much anxiety out there, uh, pain, confusion. Uh, people didn't know uh, what was going to happen, uh, not only in their daily lives, but in, you know, when this does, you know, when we do get beyond this, right? And what, what how do we approach uh, our lives? Uh, how do we emerge out of that, right? And um, I started brainstorming some ideas with uh, some of my other business partners. And uh, I called Rona. I said, Rona, now let me step back for a second because this is important. Uh, I've had difficulties in my life, much like everyone. And it was Coach Ro, Rona Bennett, that gave me tools and techniques that helped me uh, emerge through some of the crises I was dealing with personally. Mm-hmm. And um I immediately thought, wow, if we could create a platform that allowed Rona to sort of share her energy and deal with the current day issues that we're dealing with, um, contact our friends that have these messages and have these tools and techniques for not only inspiration and motivation, but, you know, hardcore data about the economy. Um, and then when, uh, when we started dealing with the issues of George Floyd, and everything that came out of 
of, of that tragedy, uh, it became even more apparent that we had to dig into social um, and racial uh, issues of the day as well. Mm-hmm. So Rona, God bless her soul, was able to really take all of that, take it on as herself, and then really give her, her uh, I want to call it uh, her vision and her spirit mm-hmm. to the platform that I was able to create. And as a team, um, it's a dream come true to me. I mean, yeah. it's exactly what I'd hoped it to be. And, and this was our first premiere episode. We premiered June 20th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a broadcast and you were our guest and you were awesome. We had Mark Victor Hansen and yes. Crystal Dwyer. We had Gloria Ayi, who was a Harvard yeah. professor on, and a specialist in human rights and so many other people. And uh, now we're gearing up for the next episode and uh, I'm going to be following Rona's lead. Outstanding. Now, so where can people, the show's already out there. Uh, where can people go and view the show and even see the replay of the show? Right now, nowhere. We're keeping it close. We're keeping, it, keeping it close. No, but go to artshearts.org mm-hmm. forward slash emerge. Okay. And we're going to keep everyone up to speed on when we're going to do a rebroadcast of it. And mm-hmm. then ultimately, it's going to reside someplace, all of the episodes for people to be able to watch. Um, but right now we're focused on, uh, we'll announce a rebroadcast very soon, but right now we're focusing on developing the next episode, mm-hmm. uh, tackling uh, what we think are going to be some really uh, impactful issues. Got it. Got it. Perfect, man. I can't wait. Look, and Ro, look, um, you know, I can just, your energy just beams just just right through the sound of your voice. Um, for the people on social media, you can see you, they can see that light coming out, they can hear you, they can feel it. We were talking about frequency. And I would assume that as an entertainer, um, that same frequency to project that same energy and experience you bring to an audience, you bring it, whether it's on a talk show or whether it's on a stage and you're singing. And what are the parallels? How do we connect that for average everyday people in life that don't have any platform, but they're out there trying to communicate with themselves and with others to just show that they're significant in the world? What's the connection? Teach, teach coach. Okay. I'm going to say discipline. And routine. Um, You know, a lot of people, we got to step outside of our comfort zones to do it. We got to harness energy, generate energy. Um, And that's something that I'm currently doing. I think we, you know, we just talked about me putting myself on a 21 day raise your vibration challenge. And so, you know, getting up at a certain time in the morning, making sure that I meditate, making sure that I visualize where am I going? What would I like to see? The first thing that I do normally when I wake up is going to an attitude of gratitude, no less than five minutes being grateful for whatever I can find, you know? So I'm very deliberate about the vibration that I'm going to entertain on a daily basis. And as often as I possibly can, if I find that my mental state of being is in another space, I'm, I've created a trigger to bring myself back or just clapping my hands and yes, pulling myself back into a space or I am pointing my attention in a direction that's going to generate the emotion that I'd like to experience in the moment. So if it's happiness or joy I'm looking for, I may need to go watch a comedy to go generate laughter. It's going to put me in a certain vibration of being. If it's um, inspiration I'm looking for and I'm feeling confused about something, I may need to go expose myself to a James, a Dr. James Dentley and see what he's saying today that's going to move me into a space or align my thoughts into a space to move me in the direction that I'd like to go. So being deliberate mm. 
about what energy I'm entertaining and what energy I'm putting out and what I'm allowing to come into my space is huge for being able to harness the energy that I can put in different areas of my life or your life. Woo! Look, I got a page. That's what I love about doing this show. I got a page full of notes. <laughs> oh man, my goodness! I love to learn. To learn. So the attitude when when you wake up and you have that gratitude, don't you find that you have a sense of such peace and stillness, and your clarity comes back? How important is getting your clarity and putting yourself in a state where you can? I used to tell people you can tell the future if you're going to create it because you choose in a day who you want to be and how you're going to show up. So if you're going to coach uh, someone, give us an example of a, a story, uh, perhaps, of someone who had a, a challenge. You don't have to use a name, but a great, a great challenge they had. How did you help them overcome it? Gosh, um, I think probably one of my most celebrated breakthroughs, because that's mm-hmm. my bottom line is breakthrough, mm-hmm. is um, a young lady who is very accomplished lawyer. Um, you wouldn't even know that she was having some issues, right? Because everything else seems to be going great. Um, and, and came in with the goal of just increasing her business and, and trying to stretch in her ability to touch people with her business and, you know, marketing, you know, stuff like that, kind of practical surface. Stuff. But um, for me, what I have learned is that success is a holistic approach. Wait a minute, hold it right there. Hold it right there. We got 15 seconds. We got to go to commercial. So let's reset the stage. Let's reset it. Okay, lady, she's she's successful as an attorney. On the outside, it looks like she has everything going on. There's some challenges right there. And you were going into that perception that we would have. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to keep talking on social media, though. Just a little bit. We're going to come back. We're going to pick this story up. And then Rona's going to take us in and show us how do you achieve breakthrough in your life. That's right. Right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be. And there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel find out what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. you're tuned in to the james stentley show 
We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Again, that's JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, we're back with Miss Rona Bennett, Coach Rowe, Miss R&B herself, and Dale Godmodo. And I'll tell you, we're in, in a very deep conversation, so we're not just skiing today. We are deep-sea diving, guys. So I'm going to bring Rona back. But Rona, I want you to finish your thought about a, a woman who was an attorney, someone you had worked with, and we were talking about challenges and what challenge you witnessed, and you've been a part of that journey to help her overcome it. So right now, you've got all the time you need. Take it. Okay. Uh, Dale is such the better storyteller to me, but I'm going to do my best. Oh, totally. Don't let him. Don't, let him, don't believe the hype. That is all you. That is all you. <laughs> but she she came on board, you know, for all intents and purposes, you would think, lawyer, you got it together. You've got your books. You've got your this. You're just looking for the next best step to take in order to expose your content, your product to the public. But there was so much more underneath the surface that needed to be dealt with that was possibly posing the block to that expansion. And so I was uh, sharing that I feel that success is a holistic approach to life. It's not just about acquiring the things, as you know, Dr. Dentley. It is so much more than that. Um, You could have worthiness issues. You could have emotional stuff that's going on, shame, guilt, that's making you feel like you don't deserve it. And so you're, you're blocking yourself, even though you have all the talents and gifts in the world, if you don't get to the root of why you don't feel worthy, it probably ain't coming. Or if it comes, it may be fleeting. Or if it comes, it may come with a lot of issues because you got stuff to clean up. And so that's what we discovered with her. Things that needed to be cleaned up, uh, you know, some abuse. There was all kinds of stuff that was happening that needed to bubble up to the surface to be dealt with. And there was a lot of resistance that I was meeting with. And so it challenged me as a coach. It was one of my most challenging clients to be in a state of allowance. I would I would just have to show up as the example energetically. Mm-hmm. I would have to show up as the example from what I knew to say, trust my intuition. And then what didn't land in the moment, I couldn't force it. I had to be okay with it. Like, hey, this is what I think. This is what I, I'm seeing. If I'm noticing some resistance, be in a state of allowance for it. So it really challenged me to ebb and flow. And you know what this makes me think about is right now in the climate that we're in today. There are a lot of us, you know, it's difficult. It's a challenge, right? You want to help people understand what you feel, what we're passionate about, the the messages we want to get across right now, especially with Black Lives Matter or any of these movements that are coming up for us to deal with on a soul level as a nation and, and individually. But sometimes what I'm learning is that we just got to show up as the example, maybe this is just me, right? But show up as the example and then be in a a state of allowance for how the person needs to receive it, when they need to receive it, and then what it's going to bring up in them. I don't know. You know, I, I may not be able to change a racist point of view because I've intellectualized it. I can just show up as what I am passionate about and hope that it lands someplace and my ripple effect takes takes hold. And that's what I noticed with her. Eventually, she let it come in in her time, in her way. And then next thing you know, I'm getting this testimonial about a suicide that was diverted. Mm. That was one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had. And I remember being in that moment of saying, Rona, don't come back. Don't fight it. Don't push too hard. 
Just be in a state of allowance. Keep showing up. Keep showing up with the information. Keep showing up with the energy. Keep showing up with the love. And let's see what happens. And then the breakthrough took place. Wow. You know, you're speaking. Uh, I just channeled my Mark Victor Hansen. And what he would say, when you said state of allowance, he would stop me and say, uh, that's a really good book title. <laughs> so that's for you, Mona. That's for you. That's the title of a book. Mark Victor Hansen, you guys, if you don't know him, he wrote with Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup for the Soul, over 500 million books sold. So, And he was a guest on their first show as well. Uh, I, I love it. I love the concept. You know, in 1999, I was uh, teaching these uh, programs, Overcoming Self-Defeating Behaviors. I had a program called MAP, Millionaire Aptitude Programming. And I found that a lot of people were held back because uh, they're rooted on, in a perception of something that happened in their life and, and the perception that they took upon it um, rooted them in a lot of resentment. And we had to get to the root of that resentment. And we talked about self-defeating behaviors and, and we talked about um, uh, being in a state of allowance. And whereas the, the, the crack of the door where you hear the breeze of freedom, there's another life on the other side. When the breeze comes in, that means something can also go out. And uh, that, that is so, so cool. Uh, I, I love your spirit. All right, we're going to transition. Dale, I'm coming to you. You know, um, oh, I'm having a ball. Well, look, man. <laughs> I like to listen. <laughs> I do I'm too. Fine. I like to listen to that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, goodness. Look, I remember um, I remember when we, we met and we really connected. We spent several times, we spent a lot of time together. I remember you put a post out on social media, and I just want to let you know, and my audience know how I feel about you, your work, and who you are as a human being and the integrity. Of, of how I feel about you. There was a post you put out randomly talking about what you wanted to do with some children. You just put it out there. You didn't send it to me. It was in a feed. And I don't know what it was because you're the first time and the only time I've seen something like that. I just responded to say, man, what do you need? And then we sat out in California and we talked about uh, what you wanted to do with these kids. And as you know, we're, we're really uh, uh, we're doing a lot of work in here in Chicago with, with a lot of children. And I've adopted uh, classes, uh, school classrooms in San Diego in the past, and uh, you wanted to get these kids out to Disney, and I just asked you one thing. I said, well, if you will give my kids access to the programs you have, then we'll finance that deal. We'll get them there and do it. And I want to thank you because not only did you make that dream come true for so many kids who never traveled anywhere, but you don't know this. There's one kid named Kobe, and little Kobe was in the hotel, and he grabbed one of the uh, the bathrobes they have in the real swank hotels. You know, the big top-notch oh, yeah. hotel you put him in, oh, one sure. Motel oh, yeah. 6 oh, yeah. or 7. In my head was one of the big hotels. <laughs> <laughs> they got hotels in the the robots bring your towels. And, 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 uh, and I, I couldn't even make it. So Lavelle went in my stand and he took his son. I couldn't make it. I was speaking for Thinking Grow Rich. And, but he had this, um, this uh, bathrobe and he just put it to his face. He said, oh, mommy. I never felt anything so soft in my life. That story, man, that story just melted me and made everything worth it. So I want to thank you on behalf of all of our kids with uh, Destination Safe Haven and Already Always Amazing for making that possible. And you personally spend time with those children as well, man. So I really do appreciate who you are, all that you do. And anytime you need me, you know, you can just call and we'll make something happen. All right, well, my turn. Uh, thank you <laughs> for that. Now, my turn. Because... Uh, I'll tell the story from my side of this now, if you don't mind, if I might. Yes. All right. Yes. I put out a post. Um, I'm gonna go back a little bit. Uh, being on the Mickey Mouse Club, I saw firsthand sort of the, the, the power of 
adult support of kids that want to do something that, that have aspirations. Um, many of the Musketeers were not well-to-do. They were coming from difficult situations, being placed into an extraordinary opportunity with the backing of Walt Disney World, right? And what I've always felt over the years is that there is a reason so many of the Musketeers have done so well as adults. There's a reason for that. And that's that sustained institutional support, that sustained mentorship from people that care. And so I've always been looking for ways to apply what I know to be true to helping kids that uh, have the ability to get outside of the limited environment maybe that they're coming from to see the world. And one of the most important things I feel for, for anyone's success is to understand that there's more going on than your one block, two block radius. There's more going on besides your city. Sometimes just being aware that other things are out there will spark something in that young person that could change the world. You know what I'm saying? So I put out that I wanted to uh, bring out some kids um, that that had never experienced anything like Walt Disney World. Have them come out to our 30th anniversary celebration of the original cast members from Mickey Mouse Club. And you you hit me up right away. You were in, almost cried that night because it's expensive. And uh, I didn't know how I was going to do it. And you, we came up with a structure and a deal and you brought out some kids that had literally never been out of their neighborhood before. They're coming to Disney World and understanding a bigger, a bigger world. Those kids had gone through uh, a service learning program and had earned their right to go to Disney World. You made their dreams come true, James. You made my dreams come true. And I will forever love you for that. It means everything to me. I love it. Oh, shucks. Can you hear? Uh-oh. We lost you, Dan. Oh, yeah. Right. Can't hear. Here we are. Oh, there I'm you are. Yeah, and I thank you for that, you know, but we also were able to bring the kids from Chicago and we had them complete a book project to tell their story. And some of them were so young, they didn't have a full story that they can tell. So we did a compilation, kind of put it together and and we were able to get them and the parent out and the kids that you had and the parent out. It's just an honor to do it, man, because I grew up very, very humble beginning. So I'm really honored. And I really want to just say to to both of you that the work that you do, and I've heard great things about you, Moni, even before now, because part of the city gala, you know, I, I'd heard about you and uh, our dear departed, uh, Mr. Ryan Long wanted us to get a chance to meet and perhaps that you can be can grace our stages out here in Chicago before he passed. But he passed, but the mission did not pass away with him. It just passed through him. And uh, so I'm really honored to be here. And I'll let you know and for our entire audience who's listening and those who will listen in the future that we're going to get behind this project, this program, and the work that they're doing because they put their hearts behind it and they operate with sheer integrity. And there's so much we can all learn and grow. And and, and as a piece of a, we all get in the crock pot together and become something else that's delicate and delicious and something that's brand new. So I want to thank you all for creating uh, access to me as well. Rona. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we're talking about our children. And um, in your work and coaching, um, there's always a little child that pretty much drives our life. 
there's a little kid in there that's still stuck in a certain place. So when you're speaking to, to children, you speak to all of us, the child inside of, that lives inside of all of us. So uh, what would you say, you talked about discipline, you talked about overcoming, but what would you say for someone right now who is on their way, and sometimes an entrepreneur is we get stuck, and we try something in and we get stuck, and we finally get stuck the same place over and over. What would be some keys to help us to be able to, to achieve a, a breakthrough? And before we leave this discussion, I would like you to share with people how they can contact you directly and see if there's a, some great synergy and how they can work directly with you. Perfect. What, ask me one more time. You said, what can people do? Yeah, to achieve, you know, some people, people feel like they're stuck. And when people get stuck, it's not what they can't do, it's what they won't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when a person gets stuck, how do you get, how else do you help a person? How can I get unstuck? If I want to go to another level, how do I break through the pressure of the atmosphere? It's a ceiling. Ooh, there's so many layers, right? So many things yeah. to talk about. Yeah, no, I will never make it easy. I'm sorry. Right, right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Depending on the level of self-development, self-awareness <clears throat> that someone has in the moment is going to determine quite possibly why you're stuck and where you're stuck um, and what I might suggest uh, for helping you to move. But the first step off top, awareness is the first key to change. Yeah. So self-inventory, oh. self-inventory. You know, what, what, what choices have I made that are producing the results I'm looking at? Okay. And then we can work within the understanding of that. So awareness is the first key to change. If you don't know what to, if you don't know what brought you there, or if you're not aware of the choices that got you there, then you won't know that it needs to change or where okay. to start. Okay. Okay. So awareness, and then uh, be aware of the choices that really kind of got us there. So we get locked into a, a new paradigm. And I would say, yeah, you might be locked in a pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, doing that self-inventory can help you to discover what that is. And then you can make new choices to scramble that pattern. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think happens? This is a, just, we're just having a conversation now. What do you, why do you think it happens? Whereas um, we're all beautifully, wonderfully made, so unique, nature's unique, greatest miracle, different uh, DNA, different fingerprint, different eye pupil print, different voice inflection. And somewhere down the line, we made a decision to be like everybody else. And we start comparing there. Why talk to us about that? Oh gosh, well that can start from a few different places, right? It can start from our family, our developmental stages very early. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can start at school trying to fit in and be accepted because you think that's how you get love or maintain love. It can come from people pleaser behavior, and I think we have a major epidemic with that today with uh, social media because it's mm-hmm. like think. Yeah. it's like mob mentality. So you know what's cool. And then if you get bullied out of your stance, which happens a lot, cyberbullying can bully people out of thinking independently, can bully people out of saying, well, you know what? I actually don't agree with that. You know what? I actually don't like that. But if enough people have said that's cool, or if enough people have said this is the way it is right now, you may be bullied into silence or you maybe you'll acquiesce just so that you don't receive whatever pushback comes with being independent. So it can take a lot of courage uh, nowadays, especially and a lot of self-actualization, meaning I know what's important to me, I know what my values are, and I'm willing to stand on that regardless of the pushback I get. It can take a lot of courage to stand in that space, to be individualized, especially in 2020. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, forgive me also, because I understand that you can't put everybody in a box. There's a lot of different places. Where are we starting from? What what happened? Where are we anchored? And I guess the, the, the ways we'd approach that would be different as we, but the, I think the main thing is that when you agree that the first, one of the keys is to understand it's possible for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah that it's, it's okay. It's possible for you. I love it. Now, worthy, you know? Yes. Ah, there you go. Amen. Significance, man. One of the greatest human needs. Um, so coach, how long have you been involved in coach? You had that dream. When did you begin to coach? 2010. It's, this 2010. is a decade for me uh, this year. 2010. Wow. Okay. Very good. Congratulations. Thank you. I was like, wow, I can't believe that, you know, this much time has gone by now. <laughs> Do you know the <laughs> word coach? Nothing, <laughs> hey, hey, look, it's hard when you're 34. It's just tough. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping you in my back. Coach, I am. Hey, <laughs> man, there you go. It can happen. He's a prodigy. It can happen. Okay. We got to go to commercial in about another minute and we're going to come back and talk a lot about uh, Emerge and, and uh, where this program is going, what it's designed to do, the value we're going to create. But I want to talk about the word coach. You know, the word coach came from a, a small town right outside of Italy and a coach was uh, like a stage coach. A coach was designed to take people of significance to their desired destination. And I define a purpose, a person of significance as a person who understands where they really want to go, a person of clarity on where they want to go. Because once you have an idea about where you want to go, and you have your mind made up that this is where I want to go, that you have planted your flag into the future, then it is significant because you activate so many other things, energies and frequencies that you will align yourself with that help you get there. So to take people of significance to their desired destination. And in the, since we don't have four wheels in the human experience, uh, Coach Rowe, uh, she has the, the opportunity and the expertise to help take each and every one of you, you people of significance, each and every one of you that are beautifully and wonderfully made under the, under the guidance of this planet to your desired destination. So we're going to take another commercial break. We're going to come back up and we're going to talk about Emerge and where we're going to go next with Rona Bennett and Dale Gattabolo. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, 
Check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Again, that's JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, we're back with Dale Godbodo and with Rona Bennett, guys. And this part of our, of our of our show is brought to you by Total Life Changes, guys, the health and wellness company of the century, just making a difference in the lives of people and their health, in their bodies, and in their bank account as well. Well, let's talk about this show. Who wants to just take it away? How did this show start? What is this show going to do? What are, get, get, get us excited. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, and then I'm going to kick it to you, Ronald, because <laughs> we started one way under Arts, Hearts, Philanthropy is a platform. Right, a promotional platform that uh, myself and uh, about two dozen socially conscious entrepreneurs over the last 10 years uh, have been collaborating to push forward ideas and to support outstanding uh, efforts, whether they're for-profit or non-profit, right? Um, so we had a germ of an idea. But when we talked to Rona and realized that we had an opportunity to support her vision and her mission, it's really a collaboration. And now, in fact, we're hoping to take her lead in where we take Emerge. Um, so, you know, Rona, if you could share a little bit about how you feel about it and what you hope to accomplish with it, I'd appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. The line. Okay. So. <laughs> I said I saw the catch. We saw that catch. Yeah, did I saw you, the catch. <laughs> you know, I, I guess I would just say that it would align with what I'm already doing, which is to create breakthrough for others and to have a space where empowerment happens and the difficult conversations happen and hope in hopefully a pliable enough space to where somebody can walk away with real value. And so we're going to be uh, possibly marrying concepts or different types of people that maybe you wouldn't see together but that can bring a more well-rounded approach to a subject matter. And we can all walk away feeling empowered and like we just got some value. Whether you agree with it or you align with it or not, it's like, wow, I just got exposed to something that stretched me in perspective, stretched me about what's possible, speaking about what you were saying, what's possible in life. Mm. So what's the vision for the show? One year, five years, 10 years from now, where are we going? Where are we going to take this? What are we going to create? Wow, I like I that. We, oh, I'm Look at you just making us stretch right now. I mean, shoot, who, you know, Dale and I are <laughs> constantly uh, thinking about, you know, what's next and what can happen. And so I think we're leaving it. Uh, we, we see vision for it. It can expand it to, a sh- the, of course, the show idea can continue to expand to uh, get more platforms to be distributed on and get greater guests and and then challenge ourselves uh, for what else is there. So I think we're we're just 
Dale, if you want to jump in, you can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I think one of the beauties of it being a small group of us, we're in a world where technology is uh, far easier to access uh, in order to reach millions around the world. So we know we have the platform. We know that we've got um, relationships uh, with people that that have important messages to share. Um, what we know is that we want to target important issues of the day. So we want to be nimble. We want to be able to talk about what's going on right now. Um, we want to have guests on that are talking about issues that we're all dealing with. Um, we also know uh, that we want to have a give back component to it. So in the premiere episode, we supported um, getuspppe.org, uh, which is focused on uh, getting personal protective equipment to our frontline healthcare workers, mm-hmm. um, which many of you know is very difficult uh, uh, yeah. from not only getting PPE, but even distributing it. You know, um, So that organization is doing that, and we, were, we raised money for them, and we'll, we'll continue to support them. Um, we also supported Mark Victor Hansen's uh, Passion, uh, which is the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. So we had a nice link there. We talked about it a little bit on the show. And um, we'll continue to do that. So our next episode, will identify an effort that we believe is important or needs a focus, uh, needs support, and we'll attach that. Maybe have that person on the show as well. So, it, it, you know, what we really, I think, hoping to accomplish is to provide uh, a uniquely COVID and post-COVID show that bridges that, right? Yeah. Um, this is a show that was designed for this time period. So when you say two years from now, we might be doing something else completely different, you know what I mean? But right now, how do we emerge through the crises we're dealing with? That's our theme. That's always the question we're asking ourselves that leads into how do we program this episode? What are the guests that make sense for this episode? What charity do we need to support? Yeah. Now, you know, you were right there in the forefront of everything with City Gala, City Summit, with United for Humanity, with Anthony uh, out here in Illinois. Anthony uh, Melikov. Yes, Melikov. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm <laughs> uh, in. <mean>. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be in. And, and you've done all these great things. What really got you, you first and then Rona, what got you into the uh, into this world of giving back and, and serving and how, what do you really get from that? How does it? feed you, drive you? What's the, what is that passion coming from? I'll kick it off and then, then I'll let my girl okay. talk because I've been lobbing to her all day. So yeah. I'll give you a break. With you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, the passion started on the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, you know, when we were um, on the show, we did things like um, a concert for the environment almost 30 years ago, oh. uh, talking about um, we had a racial Uh, We had a whole episode dedicated to race relations 30 years ago where we had Jesse Jackson come on and talk to, you know, the audience and we interviewed him. It was a whole hour dedicated to race relations on the Mickey Mouse Club in 1991 or something. So this notion of whatever you do, be aware that it has a social impact, be cognizant of that. And in fact, lean in on that. What can you do to to further, you know, uh, make a positive impact. Right. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, uh, you know, about 10 years ago, uh, I wasn't doing nearly enough uh, to, to reflect what I knew 
to be important, right? And um, it was Ryan Long that was beginning to find, look for ways to do more um, with some of his events. And we started to collaborate on quite a few things. Um, we actually met Anthony Melikoff around the same time and I brought, uh, Ryan, my, we have a mutual friend who brought uh, Ryan Long into United Humanity. Uh, and then Ryan and I collaborated on the City Gala stuff for eight years or so and um, helped him with his mission. And I learned throughout that whole process. Ryan Long helped me launch my charity, which is called International Arts and Philanthropy Foundation. And we're dedicated to supporting other uh, outstanding young startup charities. And it was really throughout that whole process of working and producing fundraisers uh, for startup charities that I began to really understand what I wanted to do with my life as a philanthropist. You know, yes. so we were able to get uh, President uh, Bill Clinton and George Bush to both appear at events to raise monies for unknown charities, yep. which is hard to do. And then in my work with, with Ryan Long, we were identifying outstanding startup charities that no one knew about. And we were able to get, you know, implied endorsements, so to speak, from Charlize Theron's and Ashton Kutcher's and the Matthew McConaughey's. That's not an infrastructure that existed prior. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why, um, uh, and from that, I, I will continue to, to do the work that I'm doing that is leading into, you know, the formation of even Emerge, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I would like to say this for a second. Um, Ryan's mother, uh, huh? Donna Shepard, Mm -hmm. has taken up that mantle personally. And she's okay. launched, I should say relaunched uh, the Global Unity Foundation. And it's okay. still headed up by my dear friend uh, and run by my dear friend, Michelle Maddish. And those guys are doing extraordinary work, specifically mm -hmm. focused on startup charities and training those uh, yeah. startup charities, giving them tools and techniques for success. And it's a direct result of the work that my, my brother, Ryan Long, who passed away earlier this year, mm -hmm. uh, had, had inspired all of us to do. So, um, you know, the past 10 years has been a complete restructuring of my, my way of thinking mm -hmm. and what I hope will be my way of thinking for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, I'll tell you, Ronald, before you speak, I mean, we were one of the beneficiaries. And um, uh, he gave Kara and myself a platform and, and honored that. And it was so interesting, Dale, because, you know, you, you guys were no stranger to my credit card. Because anytime there was a question, the answer to me is yes. You were the first right. person to sponsor, first person yes. to support. Yeah, yep. yes, always. Uh, and, and a part of that, man, is because, and I want everybody to understand this, is that when he not only got behind our nonprofit, and then he called me up and offered me to be the first Legacy Award recipient, which was a major deal, um, I, he never asked me for money. He didn't ask me for anything. He just chose me and he didn't really even know me. He just got uh, reports from other people he knew and he approached me and wouldn't let it go. And I tell you, and I remember the first initially I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, United for Humanity, uh, with the Icon Award. They just put me on their board. Now, now I want to get into all the celebrity stuff. And I, but I miss him every day. I'm really honored to get a chance to know you and, and Rona and Donna and Shell and all of us are great friends now. Uh, because of that. So I'm forever thankful. And I know that, you know, in life, you know, you live forever for the people you meet and the people that you touch. So Rona, we got four minutes left, but I want all of it goes to you. Oh, um, but in, but we got to talk about this music. I want to talk about the nonprofit area and, and your part of giving back and 
what you get from that. But if you can, I want to talk about music. Now, I've already stated, look, guys, everybody's listening and watching. we got to have them back. So I'm going to ask them to kind of check the calendar. We're off next week. But if you're available the week after next, the week after that, we got to come back because we got a lot of things to talk about. I want to keep what you're doing in the forefront of the minds of the people that are plugged into to our, our community. Rona. The world. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know if I have that much to say. Speak I mean, or sing a song. Do something. I'm just going to be able to Dale pretty much said it all. I mean, um, I guess it was a seed planted in us very early. I didn't even really make that connection, Dale, the way that you just did. But we have always been in a position of knowing that uh, whatever we're doing has a social impact and wanting to make a positive difference. Like you said, the Rock the Planet concert, positive impact on the environment. Uh, the show we did with Jesse Jackson, already thinking about race relations and how to bridge the gap at 14 and 15 years old. Um, having these very important conversations and, and creating enough flexibility, right, Dale? We got that kind of training very early on to, to kind of have the flexibility to have very important conversations in one place. So this has been a part of my behavior pattern for quite some time. And uh, it just feels right to do. And then I understand the power of circulation. What I put out, I get back. So um, it's my pleasure to step up in that way and, and to live life like that because speaking of raising our vibration, that's a way to keep your vibration raised, giving back. Right. Well, we're, now we'll put you on the hot seat, Rona. All right. Real quick. What's your favorite song by In Vogue? Ooh, I don't have a favorite. There's too many I like for different reasons. Oh, give me three you like. Come on. Okay. <laughs> of course, Free Your Mind is... It, Free Your I, Mind. It's a great song just for now just because it's so poignant and so purposeful mm -hmm. in this moment. It's amazing. 25 years later or however long, it's still very relevant. Uh, yeah. Definitely hold on. That's probably my favorite just because it's the one that came out the block with that. Hey, what you know about it? <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to pick one of the ones that um, was on the first record. I don't know if it was a huge single, but Don't Go. Any don't involved go. fan knows that song. Mm -hmm. R&B. Yeah. yeah, don't go. Okay. I see you picked the two of the fast ones. I mean, I always like the slow ones, but when you start thinking about the, the first two you mentioned, you like they make your body for me. He likes giving them something he can feel. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you do. Well, you know, we, we love all of the work that you do. Continue to do it and let us know uh, when you're coming back out in concert, you're going to be touring, when we can get back out and be gather together, but if you're doing something virtual, uh, let us know and how we can participate and be a part of that too as well. And if hey, you want to say hello Dr. real quick? Bentley you got it. This is my wife, Kara. Kara's coming to say hi. Hey. Hey. How are you? Good. Hey. How's it going? You know that guy. Hey, I know Dale. Hey, Ron, I, I was you. actually listening upstairs. <laughs> how are you? It's a pleasure to meet you. It's amazing. What's mm -hmm. Oh, that's for you. Oh, the okay. oh well, she got a wine cooler in her hand. She doesn't want to be on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's cocktail time at 2.30 here in Chicago in our house. I Tea know. time for the British. Cocktail time for like Yes. It's, so good, it's good to see you all. <laughs> it's good to see you yeah. too. 
Well, I really enjoyed having both of you guys here. I love you both, and we're going to do some incredible things together. We're going to be behind you. We're going to be pushing that car. We're going to be putting gasoline on it. We're going to be tearing this thing up and making a big difference as we teach people how to emerge into their greatest life ever. I want to thank you, Dale. Thank you, Rona, for this time. Let's pick a date on the calendar. We're going to come right back with these two folks, and we're going to get Dale to sing. No, no, Dale. Actually, (laughs) not Dale. Dale Dale helped. Dale helped. uh, what's the man's name? Uh, what's the deal? What's his name? No, Justin Timberlake, get rhythm. So we, so yeah, I take credit for that. Dale I dance. take credit for that. He helped Justin Timberlake get his rhythm. So all that little brother stuff he got, he it initiated with Dale. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And, and you know, uh, Rona, Coach Rowe, she's the coach that coaches the coaches that teaches the coaches the coach. I love it. I heard it. You know, so therefore, we're going to conclude our show. God bless you guys. Remember, don't think outside the box in our world. There is no box. And in your life, remember, emerge. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Rona. We appreciate Thank it. You, man. Thank love you. Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.